digital marketing really is where most of us are connecting with our audience. It's making the invisible visible. And that's really where video comes in. Hello and welcome to The Edgecast, where we talk to industry professionals about what they're doing and how they use the power of film to do it. I'm Angus Wallace, I'm one of the production assistants at The Edge Picture Company. In this episode, we are focusing on tech and infrastructure. Today, we are going to talk to Catherine Giblin, Global Chief Marketing Officer at Air Labs. The job of marketing always, when you're trying to market anything, is to connect, engage and influence your audience. Catherine is a senior marketing professional with over 20 years experience developing and implementing award-winning marketing strategies for Fortune 500 and entrepreneurial SMEs in Europe, North America and Asia Pacific. Catherine, thank you for coming in today. Hi Angus, great to be here. Catherine, could you tell us a little bit about what Air Labs do? Yes, absolutely. So Air Labs are a clean air technology company and um, we offer air quality monitoring, uh, management and cleaning solutions to really help reduce people's exposure um, to air pollution. More than 97% of the world's population is exposed to bad air and it's our mission to help reduce that. So you're helping clean up our dirty air in London? Not so much clean up the air, but reduce the exposure. So what we will do is, um, obviously, we can clean it in zones. So indoors, um, inside a car, in sort of semi-indoor areas. Um, and of course, we're great advocates for anyone that's wanting to reduce emissions and pollution overall. But um, yes, our mission is try to educate people on what they are exposed to, where they're exposed, to help cities manage that by getting really good quality um, uh, data and information on air pollution and then help offer mitigation. Oh, wow, that's great. So Air Labs has recently released the Air Bubble. This is a major new piece of tech. Can you tell me a bit about the product? Yes, yeah, so the Air Bubble is actually a consumer product that we launched um, in November of 2018. So it's really just reached its uh, first year anniversary. And it's a it's a, an impressive piece of technology. It's an in-car air cleaner that removes up to 95% of harmful pollutants, including uh, nitrogen dioxide gas and PM 2.5, which is the really small, fine particles. Um, these have been linked to cancer, cardiovascular disease, respiratory diseases um, and reduced lifespan. So really important that um, people are aware that they're exposed and that they, they have a solution. What's interesting is the, the catalyst for this product was um, a concern and, and also technology that was um, uh, the result of a very extensive research. And a lot of people do not realise that when you're in your car, the pollution is worse, it can be worse than out on the street. So up to two and a half times worse. Uh, in fact, the BBC recently did a, um, a short video, news video, where they took uh, three families going to school in the morning, one in the car, one walking, one cycling, and the family in the car had the worst exposure to air pollution. And most people don't realise this, um, let alone know what to do about it. And that's why we launched the Air Bubble. Is there anything else like that on the market? It's pretty new, isn't it? Well, so this is really this is really interesting, and I think this is um, you know in technology um, we're you know technology is enabling us to break barriers to um, come up with solutions that never existed. I think for the air bubble, when we look at launching the air bubble, the, the biggest challenge was that people don't really know they have a problem. 
I think you speak to the majority of people and you say, you know, in the car, you're exposed to terrible levels of air pollution. It's worse than on the street. And they look at you and sort of say, well, hang on a minute. No, no, no. If I close the windows and turn on the recirculation, I'm absolutely fine. And and that's not the case. So, so for us, in order to launch something in a very fragmented market, so there's lots of products out there that purify your air, clean your air, make it smell nice, all of these things. And and they can cost sort of $25, $30 all the way up to, you know, 400 So how do you stand out? And I think for us, the approach was, look, we really believe in this technology. We want to educate. We want people to be aware. You know, we're not about scaremongering. We're not about um, trying to just push a product for the sake of it. This is about education and a very real problem that every week we see new statistics, new research come out that's linking something else to the exposure to these air pollutants. So for us, it was about um, uh, educating uh, both the consumer and the the corporate audience. Uh, One, that there's a very real danger for drivers and passengers. What does that mean? And two, that the technology that you choose matters. Um, and our focus has, has very much been around that educational piece and, and helping people to come on that journey. And, you know, people are at different levels. We look at the, the corporate environment, B2B, for example, fleets, drivers, the driver workforce. Um, you've got people like Red Bull who just um, started rolling out air bubbles in their fleet of cars uh, to protect their drivers. You know, they've really realized, you know what, we're purchasing low emission vehicles, but there's still this air pollution problem. How do we protect our drivers? And and that's a very new realization. Um, and so as we start to see more corporations and large organizations go, oh gosh, what do we do? That, that's very much part of that education. And, and that's where that's coming from. And again, with the consumer, because it's very confusing today. If you went online to try to buy some say air pollution air cleaner air purifier you would be bombarded with choice so this has been our challenge how do you find the best way to tackle misinformation in the market and that sort of thing how do you educate no that's a really good question (laughs) so and i think to some extent we're still testing but um what we found is that um you know using a variety of media But really, at the end of the day, it's backed by research and science. So we always go back to what's really factual, um, what is actually happening. We cite research. We have um, our chief science officer. It was a co-founder of the company. And uh, we are founded on technology, you know, not to knock anybody else that makes these kind of devices. But we don't make hair dryers. We don't make vacuum cleaners. This is our speciality. It's air pollution, air cleaning, airflow. Um, so for us, it's about using, um, you know, PR, it's about using case studies, it's about using um, audio, video, you know, print, but a lot online because we find that, you know, for sure people are searching online, looking for solutions. Um, and, and of course, today, digital marketing really is is you know, where most of us are connecting with our audience. Um, but we find that it's telling the story and demonstrating how other people have used it and what they have found the difference to be. That's great. So it seems like you rely a lot on the facts because it's, uh, there's these new information coming out all the time, so you have to keep up to date with it. Um, when educating companies, like you say, like digital marketing and things like that, have you done any sort of uh, film-based education, that sort of thing? Yeah, so we've done uh, we've done several different things. So we've done them both with... Um, 
with uh, broadcast news. For example, CNN featured us in their Innovative Cities, and uh, that was a very educational piece about what's the problem, here's a solution. We um, So we've done various news pieces like that. We've done educational pieces just to uh, demonstrate using video, look, this is what happens in a car, uh, this is how this product works, because that's the other thing. People sort of say, well, look, I can, I have a product like this and it can sit in my cup holder and but does that send the air where it needs to go? And so how do you demonstrate that to people? It's making the invisible visible. And that's really where video comes in. Um, so we've talked about the air bubble mm-hmm. and how you're reaching out to markets and using film. You've talked to CNN. Um, just to go back to yourself, you've worked for several environmental focused tech companies. Is this a passion of yours? And what do you think tech is the answer? Um, well, I think uh, most of us really would like or want to work for a company and a brand that cares and is passionate about making a positive difference. Um, certainly, that's what gets me out of bed in the morning. Um, but tech technology has always excited me in terms of what it enables. Um, you know, and we look at technology today and it's helping us do all kinds of things, use less power. Uh, live our lives differently, uh, be more aware of the effect on the environment. Um, you know, we're, we're consistently discovering uh, new ways to use technology to reduce greenhouse gas emissions, manage our resource consumption um, in a way that is, is good for the economy, good for communities and good for the environment. And I think it's that enabler that's really important. But t- to me, while tech is fascinating and it's, and it's doing all these wonderful things and helping us do these wonderful things, but the, the biggest part of the equation is the people behind it. Um, you know, their passion, their innovation, their determination to invent and invest is incredibly powerful. And, and that together with tech is, is really changing how we can uh, manage our environment um, and care for our environment ultimately. That's great. So it's it's definitely a passion of yours, but it's also you like working with people who share that passion and you're using tech to address the issues like the environment that you care about. Absolutely, yeah. Perfect. As well as being the Global Chief Marketing Officer for Air Labs, you also work with the marketing consultancy Cadence, offering interim marketing leadership, marketing consulting and program implementation. Can you give us your top three core values for success in marketing? Yes, you know, I I, uh, I had a little think about this and um, and it was sort of, you know, what are your core values? And, and really and truly, I come back to the same ones all the time, for me anyway, which are curiosity, empathy and persistence. You know, without curiosity, you don't get innovation. You know, curiosity drives innovation. It drives you to want to delve under the problem, figure out what it is and what's the solution. And, and I think that um, uh, in, in marketing is absolutely uh, necessary. And, you know, empathy is really critical because it enables you to understand your customer and to engage and connect with them in a way that's meaningful to them. You know, you really can step into their shoes and and see things from their perspective. And then persistence, because the market, our customer, the environment, our business, it's constantly changing and very rapidly. You know, we live in a world where we expect instantaneous satisfaction and results. And and the truth is that for for any company to build a sustainable business and a brand, it takes time. And that needs persistence. You have led marketing campaigns for both UK and US markets. What are the main differences in your approach to consider? 
Yeah, this is interesting. I mean, you know, like any markets, you know, any any different market, any different customer segment, they all vary. And, it, and you know, first of all, there's the difference in size. I mean, the U.S. is is enormous um, and, and the variations across the U.S. are huge. Having lived in the States for more than 20 years, um, you know, you, you realize very quickly that, uh, that the variations in terms of culture, particularly, even amongst cities and states, is, is enormous. Um, access to media, whether it be local or international, varies greatly from the UK to the US. Um, not necessarily how we consume it, but what we have access to easily is, is, is quite a variation between the two countries. And then I think at the end of the day, you know, like any any difference in, in customers that you're serving, the cultural piece is huge. But what is it that, that drives each of those customers? And even across the states, you, you have your segments, you've got your city, your geographical segments, but you've also got your cultural segments um, in addition to um, breaking down your audiences based on who you're targeting. So you, you, I think you approach in the same way. I would say the US can be far more complex at times, particularly to stand out because um, to stand out nationally in the US can be incredibly tough because it is just such a huge market. Do you have any campaigns that you have an example of that you can give to illustrate that? Well, I think we we could take um, Airbubble for an example. So you, Airbubble, you know, we did a wonderful promotion in the summer with Barclays and uh, Black Cabs. Uh, and uh, we were featured on the news, we got publicity, and of course that went across the UK very quickly. Lots of people can see it. If you were to do that, say, for example, in New York City in the US, you, you would only really get coverage in New York City. Someone in California or Boston isn't probably likely to see it unless it hit a particular uh, news channel that was environmental or was on a, an environmental platform or, um, uh, you know, featured in something that a publication or a media platform that someone was reading specifically around the topic rather than it just being a general news piece that, that more people would see. So that's that's always the, I think one of the big challenges, and, and certainly we could see it. Um, that's a good example. Great. Airlabs uses film to demo their products, show how they work and what's on the inside. Why do you think that this transparent approach has proven successful for Airlabs? So I think, you know, all boys down to today, we live in a, an experience economy, right? It's all about experience. And, um, you know, people are used to being able to sort of see, feel, touch. You know, we can we can experience almost anything, whether it's real or virtual. Um, and the job of marketing always, when you're trying to market anything, is to connect, engage and influence your audience. I mean, three key pillars. And what I think video or film does very quickly is it answers the what, why, how. So it, it, it can show you what it can do. Um, it shows you why you need it. Um, and you can demonstrate how it works really quickly um, in one piece of media. And I think that's incredibly powerful. And of course, video today is so accessible. Great. Perfect. So as a marketeer, are there any campaigns that you've seen that have really inspired you or impressed you? Well, you know, constantly inspired and impressed by the creativity in, in marketing and across brands, you know, globally. I always see amazing things. Um, you know, some that really, 
you know, spring to mind are ones where it's particularly where it's been like the underdog, someone who's completely new on the market. They want to break through. Um, there's a really good example, Michelle at Augustine, and I probably pronounced that horribly, but they do they do cookies, French company, um, and they really wanted to get their cookies into uh, Starbucks. So they launched this social media campaign, like we will get to see meet the CEO of Starbucks. We're going to fly to San Francisco. We want to meet with him. And they started posting it. People were resharing it. They were documenting their journey. The videos are hilarious. Um, really, you know, low budget, nothing high budget at all. It's all sort of done with smartphones and everything else. And um, they launched a social media campaign. Anyway, the, the story goes that it was actually um, uh, his wife that, that saw these videos and said, you have to meet with these guys. They did get a meeting and they got a pilot in Starbucks and they are still in Starbucks stores today. So uh, really, really just very creative, inventive. And I think just goes to show, look, you know, you can be really innovative and creative very quickly and easily. It doesn't have to be complex always. And then I think, you know, I think everyone knows the story of the Dollar Shave Club, right? 2016, they put their video out. It was absolutely hilarious, um, you know, and it, it went viral. And and so simple, low budget again, um, but exactly said what they did. And, and you sort of watch the video and go, yeah, why wouldn't I order them? Like, it's a dollar. Like, what have I got to lose? Um, and, and it was just really well done and it cut through uh, cut through the noise and, and resonated with people. Um, and then, you know, these are consumer. They're easy to sort of, you know, find creativity. But I think B2B is difficult. Um, and I think a company, a brand that's done it very well, in some instances particularly, is GE. Um, and there's a video that stands out for me, which is by GE or General Electric. Um, GE ran a series of sort of campaign around, you know, they, they still run this. It's, it's very much their mission, their brand promise is around caring, innovating to, to care better. They care about their customers. They care about what they're doing. Um, and they're making a difference. That's their, their big piece. And they did a video about a doctor in remote islands who visited his patients on a... Um, Wave runner, you know, the, it's a wave runner. Is that what it's called? I think. Uh, yeah, like the water ski. Yes, like the ski. But it was all about the ultrasound device. It was a portable ultrasound device that he could carry. And the human connections in the video showing what a difference he could make to someone's life and treating them and how much he cared about his job in this short video. It was beautifully shot. I mean, clearly that was a, a high budget element. But the the emotional connection, the the you really really resonates with you and you sort of you know that's that's amazing and I any brand that can bring that evoke that emotion um, in you um, or get you excited or make you feel something um, that's that's amazing what do you think the difference in marketing strategy is for business to business and business to consumer so I think if you're looking at um, uh, sort of you know many people you know classify b2b b2c you know at the end of the day it's 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 human to human right we're trying to connect with someone we're trying to engage with them we're trying to get them excited make them feel something um, and you know b2c of course has always been very creative and and you know it, it t tends to be where some bigger budgets have been in historically but b2b can be just as exciting you know it doesn't need to be boring you're still trying to connect, you're still trying to engage. And I think brands, any brand that is able to tell their story in an exciting, engaging way, make you feel something and really want to then actually take action, then you've, you've, you know, you've nailed it. Well, that's great, Catherine. Uh, thank you so much for coming in and talking to us about Air Labs and the Air Bubble and uh, best of luck. Thank you. Thank you very much, Angus. 
Well, that brings us to the end of our first ever Edgecast. I hope you found our discussions insightful. Next month, we'll be talking about positive change, where I'll be speaking to Tufik Mashnuk of Network Rail and Tony Danker of Be The Business. Thanks very much for listening, and don't forget to sign up to our newsletter to get episodes of The Edgecast, our latest films, and indispensable industry insights straight to your inbox. Thank you.